Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I hope you are having a phenomenal week. I hope it's going accordingly. I hope it's fun. I hope it's productive. I hope it's everything it's meant to be. Uh, We had a great show on Tuesday night. Uh, Amazing guests. uh, Great topics. Phenomenal flow. uh, Perfect rhythm. Everything you could want in a show. You know, it's... uh, the shows just keep getting better and better, and the way we resonate and communicate with one another is magical. It really is, and we never run out of things to talk about. Uh, you know, it just keep, we always have the conversation moving and, and on a good roll. It's, uh, it's a beautiful thing to, to listen to. It really is. Like I do every episode, I want to thank all my co-hosts, my audience, sponsors, and guests. You are amazing and fantastic and uh, are the reason uh, that the show keeps um, moving forward. It's, uh, it's, it's so fun. It really is. And um, I can't thank you all enough. I, re- I really can't. I mean, I know I'm a big part of it, but uh, you guys are a, a huge asset and, and a huge part of it as well. Uh, you guys uh, offer so much and deliver um, such such brilliance with, with topics and, you know, with talking points and, you know, the, the narrative of the show. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really, uh, it's, it's something. It's quite something. Uh, you know, I've, um, like I said to everybody, you know, one day, about a year and a half ago, I just picked up the mic and ever since, it's been a routine. It's been part of my life. It's my livelihood. It's, it's structure. You know, it's part of my, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's part of who I am. I mean, it really does become that. I mean, radio, you know, the way I want to shine light and the way I want to influence the world and, and, and people that listen, you know, it's, it, it's just, it's who I am. And, uh, you know, this is, this is a really, um, this is such a big treat for me, such a, such a, uh, an honor, uh, that, uh, you know, I have all these people that listen, all these people that are fans and, you know, all, all this, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it really is. It, it's quite something. It really is. And, you know, it's, I listen to all these other podcasts. There's so many good podcasts out there and so many people that, that, are, that are undiscovered. There's a lot of people. I mean, I've been around for almost two years, and I've gotten a pretty big fan base, like I said, 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. So I, I've done a lot of marketing. I've done a lot of getting it out there, you know, putting it in front of the right eyes, in front of the right ears, and it's worked. I've found it a strong niche, but there's so many people out there that are so talented on the podcast, and they can't be discovered. So, you know, what I'm doing with my new network, everybody already knows this, in about a month and a half to two months, I will be releasing a 24-7 network with many notable names doing their own shows. My good friend, America's Tough Sheriff Joe Arpaio, as well as Director of Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer, will both be the faces of the network. And we will have notable names doing shows, like I said, but we will also be giving platforms to people that have so much talent but, but don't know how to get discovered. I mean, we, we want to give a platform like that to some people. I think it's important because, you know, it's just like it's all over the place. And, 
you know, it's it's unbelievable how much talent out that there is out there that uh, goes. I mean, it goes unseen for a lot in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, everybody deserves to have their voice heard. You know, if you have a voice, speak it. Say what you got to say. Spit it out. We live in a time right now where everybody's word is valuable. You know, we need as much um, insight uh, and influence as possible. Very true, very true. Uh, Don't forget, guys, I will, starting in two weeks, um, in two weeks we will, uh, October 6th, I will be starting on the radio, uh, national political radio. We'll reach millions of people. You'll hear, hear me in your cars. So um, put that on your calendar. I can't wait for that. And we have a lot of plans for the future of the show, a lot of plans. Uh, I do want to welcome, let's see here. I want to welcome, I believe we have him on the air with us right now. We have lobbyists. No, hold on, hold on. Congressional candidate, Senate candidate, lobbyist, and popular talk show host, David Weigel. David, welcome back. How are you? David, I think I had you on mute. Are you, good? Are you there? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, thank you for having me on again, Roy. I'm always glad to be here. Absolutely, my friend. Great to have you here. I also would like to welcome to the show uh, an evangelist, motivational speaker, activist, and best-selling author, Sam Tully. Sam, how are you? Good, Roy. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Great to have you here. Thank you, sir. Glad to be here. Also would like to welcome to the show, I believe we have him with us, we have activist and political strategist Eddie Frag. Eddie, are you with us? Hold on a second. Eddie, are you with us? Yes, I am. Sorry I'm all late. Great to have you here, my friend. Great to have you here. Oh, yes, certainly. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see here. I believe we also have on the line, uh, let's see, lobbyist, leader in South Carolina, Terry Aiken, director at Liberty South Carolina, Matt Wavell. Are you with us? Uh, Wobble. You only have one natural right. It's life, liberty, and property. Glad to be here. Absolutely, my friend. Well, great to have you here. Uh, let's see here. I believe we also have on the line with us. Um, okay. Now we also have, making sure, getting this all. Okay. Yes. I, sorry, guys. There's some technical difficulties on the computer. This doesn't really happen with the technical difficulties. But as well, we have on the program right now, we have Director of Communications for Donald Trump's North Carolina campaign. Uh, and DC Insider W. Kirk Bell. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Rory. How are you doing tonight? Doing great. Great to have you here. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. All right, guys. So many things to get into, uh, so many things to establish and discuss tonight. Uh, I want to start with, you know, different headlines that have happened since we've been off the air on Tuesday. And then obviously I want to get to the main headline, but just going through some notes here. uh, Here, here's something interesting. We talked about the whole Kavanaugh 
situation on Tuesday, and his accuser, Max Steyer, one of the accusers, is a former Clinton lawyer, an Obama donor. These sort of people are in the swamp creating chaos, creating these fake narratives, abusing power in every single way, and they have every conflict of interest known to mankind. This is not the first time we've had somebody that's an in, you know, that, that is in this sort of situation making false accusations. We've had so many people that are part of the swamp in D.C. that are responsible for this and behind it. You know, this, this is one of those things where it, it never ends. It, it's so many years of built-up swamp that, that they, it, they, they have all these weapons. You know, and the Democrats play so dirty with, the, you know, with this Kavanaugh situation, with so many others. I mean, aren't we past this? We've had hours and hours of hearings. We've had all this stuff. And, it, you know, what? You know, listen, I mean, it's just like wind. I mean, it's like a broken record. It never ends. And the fact that these people are even believable with the ties they have, like this guy with the Obama, uh, being an Obama donor and a Clinton lawyer, I mean, that's, that's about as biased as it gets. scary. It's scary stuff. Here's something crazy. Taxpayers gave out $2.6 billion in food stamps to dead people in the last two years. That is what Washington is wasting our money on. Stupid stuff like this. People don't even read these sort of headlines or pay much attention to it because, you know, I mean, this would probably be considered, with everything going on right now, this would be considered a little, something smaller than big headlines. This is something people need to pay attention to. They are wasting our money at every, every single turn. Every second, they are spending our money. Think about that. Food stamps, all that money, billions of dollars in the last two years. Think about what Trump came in and had to deal with, with this Obama administration, with their spending, with their weak, um, ineffective policies. I mean, he came into madness and terror. I mean, these people have, and it's not just Obama. We've had, you know, all these different tax presidents have wasted money. After, I mean, it's, it's the spending, the spending, the spending. It's easy for these people to, you know, talk about this and make these laws when they don't have to, you know, live like the everyday person does. They don't, these politicians go home at night and have all this power and want to tell us how to live our lives, but, you know, they, they get held to a different standard. It's the most unfair thing on earth, and they're wasting our money, and it's not called out enough. I mean, I, I get that we're in a, a huge deficit right now, but this kind of crap is the reason why. And there's so much more. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Interesting news that came out today. Uh, Democrats have, are 43 votes short of impeachment, 43 votes short of impeachment, the House Democrats. So it, they have control of the House, and it can't even pass in the House. It, there's no way. And they didn't officially have a vote, let me correct that, but they were talking about, talking about it behind closed doors about how many votes they would have and how many votes they would need 
And with everybody that was in on impeaching him, they still needed 43 votes in order to be successful at it in the House. This just goes to show that it's, it's not an option. There's, I mean, it's a total witch hunt, a hoax. It's the most corrupt uh, impeachment idea in history. I mean, these people are over the top. There's nothing there to impeach. We all know why they want to impeach him, because they don't want him in power. They're, they're tired of him working for the American people, because for so many years we've been used by these swamp creature politicians. And it's been an ongoing problem, and it hasn't ended. And finally, we have somebody in Washington, D.C., who is not scared, who will face them head on, and who will never uh, budge or, or do anything that's against the American people's interests. You have all these politicians that are there for their own interests, fill their own pockets. They don't give a shit about us, most of them. Not all of them, but most of these politicians. So we have a guy in there who is now putting America first, and these people can't take it. And they, I mean, that, think about that. The people that have been working for us for all these years are trying to take down a president that is putting us first. It really goes to show their true colors. It really does. And when you, you need 43 votes to impeach, it just goes to show so many people, even in the House Democrats, are not taking it seriously. They know. There's no way. It's not happening, everybody. So get over it, Democrats. Seriously. Um, 90% of plastic waste, you got to hear this, 90% of plastic waste comes from Asia and Africa. You know, they want to say how plastic straws and we have such a huge problem with, you know, recycling and all this garbage on the ground. Well, 90% of it, of, of plastic waste, comes from Asia and Africa. And this is the stuff they're not talking about and they're not telling us and they're trying to make it like it's our problem. This was a huge article um, out on Breitbart today. And this, this is like a shock. I mean, it's not really a shock to me. I figured it was something high like this. And a lot of what the Democrats view is propaganda about, you know, the, 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 the waste and the, the garbage being our problem. It's, not our, it's mostly not our problem. So that really needs to be pointed out. That's a big thing. People really need to pay attention because – we are living in so much propaganda with this whole climate change, global warming, you know, all this shit. It's, it's all a distraction. It's all a false narrative to distract us from what's really going on, from the real problem. It's what it is. This is what it is. This is what we're dealing with. And it's scary. It's not, you know, this isn't something that, you know, it's something that should be take, ever taken lightly. And I think Trump needs to address this and ask, why was this not addressed long ago, and why have they been misleading us and distracting us from lies and not telling us the real truth about this plastic waste situation? And don't forget, Democrats in these cities, in these areas that they control, they purposely leave their places shitholes so they can say that they have a solution to, to problems, and, but they never solve them. They just want to keep having talking points. They want to stay in power. They want to have this authority. It's true. This is, this is, what, this is what we're dealing with. It's scary. Uh, you know, here's, a, here's another insane thing. You know, with this whole um, gun control thing, this whole gun control thing, 
you had a Houston police chief. He, he, he pushes gun control after one of his own officers shot, his, shot himself with his own firearm, something that had nothing to do with anybody else except the cop being kind of a, you know, not very smart. And this is, this is what they'll push gun control. This is the kind of stuff, the stupidest ideology, stuff that makes no sense. And we all know what gun control does. Let's just face it. It leaves the good guy defenseless. It, bad criminals don't follow laws. So the criminals are never going to follow gun laws. It leaves the good guy defenseless because what, the, what does the good guy do? He follows laws. And he doesn't have easy access to a gun because he follows laws. But a criminal never follows laws and just goes and buys the gun illegally. So when you're pushing gun control over the stupidest thing on earth, like your own officer shooting himself and not smartly ha- ha- not handling his gun in a smart way, I mean, come on. This is, this is ridiculous. It really is. It, it, it's insanity, what, what we're living with right now. I mean, they can, they can talk gun control for pretty much anything, for anything, even if it's the stupidest thing on earth. They'll call gun control for a, for, a, for a shooting when the shooter bought his gun illegally. They don't care. And you know what the saddest part is? This is really pathetic. Is that their own voters believe, believe it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we need gun control. The biggest sheep on earth. Seriously, it's a sad thing. I want to I wanna play a couple things. A um, couple clips, and we got to get into the Justin Trudeau thing. But before we get into that, I just want to say there's some immigration statistics that came out today. And, guys, I know I'm going through different headlines, but it's been off the air a couple of days. I just want to catch up. And if anybody has any thoughts on any of these, when I get to you, feel free, because um, I, I remember them easily in my head, everything I say. Um, here's some new statistics. That data, at least a quarter of a million DACA anchor babies are living in 37 states. I think it's a lot more than that. But that's new statistics out. Uh, it was either today or yesterday. But, and that's still insane, considering when this DACA program was established only a couple years ago. I mean, these, it's crazy how they're constantly uh, being, you know, brought, I mean, brought, born into this country. It's sick. It really is sick. And we're, you know, you see what the left's doing. They're taking care of these people before they're taking care of their own citizens. And they want these people for power, for leverage, and for votes. This is what it is. And cheap labor. They got their donors. And, you know, that goes on on the Republican side, too. I'm not going to – the cheap labor thing, you know, I think that goes on on both sides. But I'm just saying, you know, this is, this is something that uh, is <laughs> so un-American. It's so un-American. And then if we call it out. We're called Nazis and racists and bigots and hateful and, you know, all that stuff. And the only thing the left can say about that is, well, they come here for a better life. Well, maybe that's true. Some of them are good contributors to our society. But there's also a good handful of them that come here and mooch off of us and cause a lot of crime. So, I, you know, I, I don't think you can just generalize that stupid talking point, uh, leftist. That's for damn sure. And why aren't the left talking about how 80% of Central American women – get raped when they cross the, the, uh, US, into the U.S. from Central America. They're getting raped, 80% of them, when they're coming through these countries into, before they get to our country. And the left says they're all women's rights, they're all furry legals, 
They're all for these humans. Why are you talking about this? Oh, I know why. It doesn't match your agenda. It doesn't fit your narrative. It doesn't resonate for what you guys are spewing. It's true. These people are so ignorant and so delusional and so evil, they won't state the real facts. You care about children and you care about women and you care about illegals and you care about humanity and you have a big heart, you guys say, but these people are getting raped. And you guys always say, believe women. You know, uh, feminism. Where are the feminists? Where are you smelly animals at, feminists? Where are you? Why aren't your... Why aren't your fat asses marching in the streets? Seriously, where are you? You guys are the biggest hypocrites in the... You know, I, I hate this. I really do. And I get angry constantly with these people. They're the biggest hypocrites on the face of the frickin' earth. Last thing I want to say about the border. The border wall is going up one mile per day. And President Trump was just down there yesterday, and here's what he said. This is a fantasy. There's no new wall being built. They said that. Well, this was uh, right. not here two weeks ago. So this is all brand new wall. This goes miles up the mountain on the hill. So I mean, you're seeing this. It's miles down. Yeah. And this is the building that we have to set up. Just before this section, we're building many that are 50. 40 and 17 and different areas we're building on many different sites all up and down along the border and they get hooked in different contractors yeah, this would be far too much for one contract to build you see the length of this that's just but also you're two levels here because you've got 18 over there Tijuana has been a very very tough section a lot of people thousands of people over there trying to get into our country they can't get Tijuana we have a double wall that's a 18 foot wall that's the border, and then they get over here. They can't get the bottom line. I heard it's important to say they say sometimes dozens can get over with ladders, but none have gotten over the third No, no, but if we had mountain climbs, we had a couple of cases of championship mountain climbs, they said they yeah. tested them, it was false. Uh, you have to have the seats with them, the other way, you don't know who's on the other side. We're unable to get over this. So one board patrol agent told me no president bought this kind of attention or resources, so that now I can do my job as well.
and I was told by some work choice, on some days, you'll get 100 to 200 people get ladders long enough to get over the 18 feet. But I was told that zero, absolutely zero, have, have made it over the 30-foot wall that's right there behind the president. That tells you that this is actually working. It's a success. It's the president's critics don't want to talk about it. that is 
not running his mouth more than his actions, and he's trying to make his actions keep up with his mouth. I, th- I think it's a great thing. Me too. Amen. And did you have some thoughts on the other stuff? You know, you, you ran across so many different things. I, I really want to talk about this Trudeau thing. Uh, we'll get it. But, We're uh, definitely going to get into that. Yeah, yeah, I will will, will get into that. But, you know, like I said, the the Democrats on the border and and these women getting raped, look, the Democrats don't care about these children at the border. This is all a joke. They don't care about the people at the border. If they really, truly cared about these folks at the border, they would be contacting politicians, their counterparts in these other countries, and saying, look, we need you to take care of this stuff because we need to take care of our own people. All they want is more poor constituents that be dependent on them so they can keep replicating needy people to keep them in power. That's it. Yeah. It's true. I mean, you know, and and this is what we're dealing with. I mean, you know, we look at everything the Democrats are doing, and and they do stuff, and they put out, uh, you know, false ideology that's fake to distract us from the real issues. They've been doing this forever. They continuously, I mean, it's, it's amazing, just like with the Kavanaugh thing. Another piece of smoke and mirrors that really meant nothing, and they want to build it up, and then when it blows up in their face, I mean, you get this Kamala Harris, uh, this woman that was an attorney general in California, talking about, well, we still need to investigate to find out if something really happened. That is not the way the criminal justice system is supposed to work. I mean, if there's no crime, there's nothing to investigate. And if there's nobody that's making a, a an accusation, there's nothing to investigate. But these people, it's all about misinforming the American people and looking at us like we're a bunch of fools and continually to keep that narrative going to the derail the Trump thing. I mean, this has been going on consistently since the election, or since before the election. And you know what I, you know what I really think is going on here is that, they know what's coming with, with Trump and, and our, you know, the administration, you know, getting all this dirt on them. And I, I think what they're doing is they're in such a rush to point the finger at Trump and start these impeachment hearings because they're really scared of what – I really think they're nervous. Well, whether they can get – even if they can get enough in the, in the uh, Congress to impeach him, it really means – all it's going to do is bite him in the butt. It'll never right. succeed in the Senate, and really, they right. don't even have grounds for impeachment. Impeachment for what? Right. Impeachment but because yeah, they need, get, and they still have forty-three Democrats who who won't do. They need forty-three Democrat votes in the House, and they're not getting them. So I mean, I, I think it definitely is out of the question. And they always accuse us of what they're guilty of. Sorry, I didn't mean if to interrupt any, you. Though. Go ahead. That's okay. If anything, they need to remember what happened to the Republicans when they. Impeach Clinton uh, For playing around with Monica It didn't go well for the Republicans Because the American people They weren't up for that And, and this is, I mean, there was more On Clinton, there's, there's nothing here and, 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 and one thing that I don't care if you're a Republican Or a Democrat or whatever When people are making money They do not want folks to mess with their pockets And folks in America Are making money right now yeah. Oh, yeah. Best economy. Best economy. And that's really what people mainly care about is the economy. People want to, you know, be able to provide their, for their family and, and not struggle. I mean, that's what, that's what the reality is. That's it. 
That's it. Um, let, let's go to David Weichel. David, go ahead. Uh, you know, there are so many things that are going on right now. Um, I know I covered a lot. Sorry, thing- I'm kind of all over the place. Just wanted to recap. I haven't been on the air in a few days, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I just I just wanted to put that out there before I, I hit uh, what I think are are really important points. So first off, uh, I'm glad to see that the New York Times is once again proving that it's fake news and that it completely lacks integrity. Um, the paper of record is a, pap- a paper of uh, garbage. You know, it should be uh, lining your, your bird cages if, it's, if it doesn't have a better place to go. Um, all of these Kavanaugh accusations, uh, from the very beginning, me and a lot of other people said, okay, you know what? If any of these things are true, show us proof. And with this latest accusation, if there's anyone who might be a victim looking at how things are described, it's probably the young Brett Kavanaugh who, while he was doing something pretty stupid at a party, potentially having his um, <clears throat> his uh, willy out, we'll say, um, the fact is that he was pushed by someone into that situation. Um, and the uh, quote-unquote victim of this uh, crime that won't corroborate it. Uh, and so... You know, there's there's nothing there. It happened decades ago, and she wouldn't talk to the guy who's putting out this book. So, I think that's important to to really cover. I think that's really important that people focus on the fact that all that's really happening with Kavanaugh is they're attacking him because they want to destroy him because they think that if they get rid of him somehow, some way, that the court will go back to the way they want it to be. That's simply not going to be the case. There are many good reasons to not like Brett Kavanaugh, but him being a potential sexual predator does not seem to be what's actually something that people should be worried about. Uh, If you want to attack Brett Kavanaugh on anything, I would say attack him on uh, his defense of the Patriot Act. Um, I would attack him on the fact that he has a very – antiquated view of the Fourth Amendment. So um, not taking into account 21st century realities. Now, the other thing that's really important to me and should be important to anyone who's listening to this in the United States of America is the fact that right now Republicans and Democrats are working together to pass gun control in this country. And when you get bipartisan legislation, what that translates into is both major parties, in this case Republicans and Democrats, are working together to screw the American people, to screw the rest of us. And with this legislation that in part was written by William Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, and also in part by Lindsey Graham, a more Republican opponent, opponent in the 2020 Republican primary. Um, yeah, you're facing them. They're pushing for – yeah, they're pushing for red flag laws. And they're pushing for near universal background checks. Democrats want universal background checks. Trump Republicans not are it. going to get it's it it will be the end of the Trump twenty twenty MAGA train and the CAG train will be on the will will be derailed because conservative gun owners across America, a large number of them, 
will not vote for Trump again in 2020 with all of the ground that he has ceded um, to the left when it comes to gun control. It's not going to happen again. And I hate to say that. And the thing is, the Second Amendment protects every other right that we have. The Second Amendment is not a limitation on the people. It is a limitation on government. We, the people, have a natural right to keep and bear arms. You know, a dog has teeth, a porcupine has quills, and a man uses other things. Sometimes it's a hammer. Sometimes it's a gun. Sometimes it's his fist. And we should, as individuals, be as well-armed as the U.S. military, if not better. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're living in scary times. And, uh, David, you, you have some thoughts on some other stuff I was talking about? Uh, you know, I would love to say that I, I would focus on that I have something to say about those other things. But those are the two big things that I'm concerned about. The, uh, the cultural war, of course, with everything dealing with Kavanaugh, um, and, of course, you know, his, his uh, professional history, as it were, when it comes to the Fourth Amendment, and, of course, our natural right to keep and bear arms. Because we are at a point in this country where um, earlier this year there was a survey that was released that says that a third of the American people believe – in the survey, believed that within five to ten years, we will have a civil war in the United States. And if you go out further than that to an indeterminate period, and this is both sides of the aisle, left and right, it goes up to somewhere around two-thirds of the country believes that there will be another civil war in this country. And when that happens, it will be the bloodiest conflict that we have ever fought. You know, Beto O'Rourke, uh, the last dim debate, Democratic debate, uh, said, hell yeah, we're going to take your AR-15s. We're going to take your AK-47s. And he's been memed into the dirt. And people on both sides of the aisle were screaming and cheering because Beto said those things. People on the left were screaming and cheering for those things because they want government to have the monopoly of force and violence in the United States. They want the government to come and steal your guns, to come and kill you in the middle of the night, as it were. And people on the right want the government to do that so that we can reset things back to 1775. And that's a scary thought in this country, you know, in this time and age. But we are at a point. We're on a precipice of either great liberty or great tyranny, depending on how things fall, you know, um, we're not at Lexington and Concord yet, but we're pretty damned close. And the fact of the matter is, Beto O'Rourke is not a threat to your right to keep and bear arms because Beto O'Rourke is not polling well enough. Beto O'Rourke is not going to be the Democratic candidate unless there's some sort of black swan event. However, Beto O'Rourke is who we're talking about. The people we <laughs> should be talking about, the people we should be concerned about are Lindsey Graham, Bill <laughs> Maher, Donald Trump. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, various other members of the Democratic and Republican parties who are pushing to restrict our rights more and more. Mm -hmm. And again, the reason I harp so much on the Second Amendment is because right. it protects every other right. My ability to defend myself from tyranny and all lesser threats is recognized by the Second Amendment. And I, I pray for peace. I'm a man of peace. I went to war. 
I did my part, did four years in the Marines, saw combat, came back mostly mostly whole. But uh, I swear, you know, on the graves of all of my ancestors, I swear, you know, the wife of my son, that I will not give up my birth rights. My birth rights have already been stolen from me. I'm not going to give up anymore. And there are plenty more people just like me all across this country. And I don't want to see that day come again where we have to fight for our rights again like that. But I fear that we're getting closer every day. And it's because, again, Republicans working with Democrats to take away our rights, and they're going to hurt the American people. And there is going to be a breaking point. And when we reach that point, there's going to be no turning back. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, We will introduce our guest, Jason Sherman, here in the next couple minutes. But uh, W. W. Kirk Bell, I'll go to you. You used to work in in D.C. You know, you you used to work in the White House. You know this very well. Um, What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, Rory, I always look at things from the campaign perspective. And um, the things that I'm worried about in 2020, as I've reiterated before, um, you know, uh, social media is a big problem for us. And it will continue to become a bigger problem as the uh, folks in Silicon Valley do what they think that they have to do to stop this president from being reelected. That is a huge problem. The solution for this is that we have to use all our resources, shows like yours, any way to message our people to get out and to, to get the truth out. And we want to make sure on our side that it is the truth because it doesn't do us any any good to come up with fake narratives and falsify things. We have to be the adult in the room when we're talking to folks on the other side, talking to people who don't agree with us. So social media is is a big problem. Another problem I believe that we're going to have coming forward, which we've had in the past is voter fraud. And I believe that, um, one reason why the Democrat, the DNC, and the National Party fights so hard against any voter ID law is because I think that there is rampant fraud out there. And I right. believe in, in cases, in states where it's a one, do, do I think it's a five or ten point push? No, absolutely not. But in, in states where it's a 1% or 2% difference, in, dist, in congressional districts where it's a 1% difference between uh, the Democrat and the Republican, you can flip districts, and we saw this in California in the 218 cycle. Right. Um, many of those districts were with, with um, you know, uh, uh, post-ballot um, uh, counting you know, a lot of these members had won uh, Peter Vadeo. Uh, they had won their districts on election night, and you know, two weeks later, they were declared the loser in this. And and so, we we have to to hopefully have folks in the DOJ and, and Justice Department who are vigilant on this. We have to have people in the state party who are vigilant. We have the the resources out there to make sure that. Most precincts are 
um, watched properly and and that we protect our rights as Republicans. Um, and then the, the, the third problem that I think we're going to have is that, and, and it's been a problem with, with Republicans for, for a long time, it's just now coming to a head after the 2016 cycle, after President Trump was elected and, and actually during his campaign, is that the mainstream media does everything they can to um, uh, tarnish anything that he does or we do as Trump supporters. And so those, those if we just work on those three main things, you know, we can, we can do our job and get him reelected. And, and I think that's what we need, where we need to concentrate. My other thing about um, uh, gun control is the one problem I have with the universal um, uh, registration is that that is a national gun registry and we just cannot allow that to happen. Universal background no, check, yeah, is a national gun registry, and that is the beginning of the end for um, gun owners. Yeah, definitely. You know, when, when you when you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. You know, the, these these politicians. It's we can't give them anything. I mean, you know, this is this is how it all starts. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's scary because we see what all these third world countries have done with gun confiscation, and then they start killing their people. This is exactly how it happens. You know? I had, um, I had a, an interesting story. I had dinner the other night with a fellow who um, had the opportunity to go into um, Georgia, the country of Georgia, right after the Soviet Union fell. And right. he was talking about how everyone, with, and this is within a, a, a year or two after um, the fall of the Soviet Union, and how it was almost kind of like a civil war because everybody had weapons. And he was asking around and questioning, well, wait a second, didn't the, the Soviet Union take away all the weapons? And the folks that he talked to said, well, they tried, and we knew they were going to do this, and it was uh, became the law of the land. And what we did was we took our guns that had been handed down to us from generations, from grandfathers and fathers. We, we wrapped them in oil rags, and we put um, pig grease on them to protect them, and we buried them in the backyards. So they were always there. They were just never at a place where we could have them readily available. And once the Soviet Union fell and Soviet Georgia government collapsed, everybody went out, dug up their guns, and then that became, um, you know, it, it brought Soviet Georgia or Georgia back to where it had been prior to communism. So. I thought that was an interesting anecdote. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, one hundred percent. Let's go to let's go to Eddie, and then we're gonna take a quick commercial, and then we will get to Jason Sherman. But uh, Eddie, go ahead. Yes, uh, yes. So, uh, man, that was the longest recap uh, you got there. 
those stories, but um, man, there's like a multitude of stories that I need to cover. Um, damn, where do I even begin? <laughs> well, um, certainly when you mentioned about Democrats and Sam earlier when you interviewed him, uh, he was he was riding the money when it when it comes to Democrats when it comes to power since they're obviously acting like elites in, in D.C. And obviously, um, and I'll tell you, like, as an activist, but mostly working grassroots in a congressional campaign, um, I've, I'll be honest with you, like, it's, it hits us home. Like, this, it, it doesn't necessarily stem from D.C., but it also comes from, say, your local municipality. Because I, I can tell you right now that, I mean, I was just, before this interview, I was watching this other interview where Laredo, Texas, where I reside, I mean, we're the highest tax, uh, we're the highest tax city in the nation, in the nation. We're the poorest in the, I mean, we're the poorest in South Texas. So, I mean, the fact that, I mean, these Democrats don't want to take a pay cut. And I'll, and I'll add to this, like these Democrats in my, in my area, they want to, they want to raise their salary. I mean, what kind of hogwash is that? I mean, so it doesn't necessarily stem from D.C., but it's almost like these people, especially in county commissioners in my city, like city council, they're acting like D.C. elites now, apparently. And um, and obviously uh, what, what I like to see, and um, what I always like to see is one, like a pay cut that I, at least – one day, and I mean one day, these Democrats and Republicans alike have to take a pay cut and actually have to start legislation. Because think about it like this. Congress has a very low approval rating. Trump has done a lot more. He's done 8% of, um, of accomplishments than any other president he's done. So my question is, why can't Congress do any legislation when it comes to the wall, when it comes to health care, when it comes to Man, when it comes to mandatory, you verify immigration, you name it. I mean, you're right. You're running the money. You're absolutely running the money, um, Rory, that these people, these, Democrat, these Democrats and Republicans alike, rely on cheap labor to raise GDP. They rely on votes, just like Democrats, because apparently, like Congress, since we're going to have a census, they, won't rely, they need to rely on votes um, – when it comes to population, when it comes to federal funding, right? And, and I'm looking at you, California. And then you got people who, and also, like I said, um, yeah, like, I mean, that's that's the reason. And the only way we can drain the swamp is um, what we're doing right now, disseminating information. Disseminating mm-hmm. information, I understand where Facebook, I, I understand uh, the situation going on with Facebook, um, and, I, and I know there have been so many accounts suspended, especially in Twitter, like Latinos for Trump. At least 14 accounts were suspended um, from the update I just got from Facebook. But um, like I said, I mean, disseminating information like podcasts, getting on podcasts, having local officials, but also grassroots people who actually want to help the community, not necessarily help corporations or help DC elites or lobbyists, but help the community disseminating by disseminating this type of information and actually actually getting the vote out through the community by saying I want change 
I don't want to be like these elitists. I don't want to be like the scum of the earth over there. I actually want to do something. And in order to do that, I'm, I'm going to be with you, we the people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I mean, we we definitely need to stick together and uh, definitely stand up for what's right. That's for that's for sure. Um, I do I do see people on the line. Uh, I am going to take a quick commercial. I will get to everybody, but we will be right back with Jason Sherman, who's running for Congress in Minnesota. We have a lot to get to tonight, everybody. Big show ahead of us, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street foods. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday's, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, the next, N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N, USA.com. Also remember, starting October 6th, you'll be able to hear me on, on a nationally political radio station in your car. Millions of people will be, will be hearing it. Very exciting. Also remember, in about a month and a half, two months, I will be releasing the brand-new 24-7 network with many notable names doing their own shows, and my friend, America's Toughest Sheriff, Joe Arpaio, as well as Director of Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer, both will be the main faces of that 24-7 network, which I'm very excited to share with all of you. A lot planned for it. Big, big stuff. 
Uh, I do want to welcome to the show, actually wait, waiting for the, the screen to load. Okay, here we go. I want to welcome a constitutionalist, political activist, and U.S. congressional candidate from Minnesota, Jason Sherman. Jason, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're cutting out a little bit. Hey, the, yes, I'm the great state Better. of Minnesota. I'm calling from great. I'm calling from Greater Minnesota. Maybe that's why. No, better now. Much better now. It's more clear. Uh, please tell us a little Good. bit about yourself. Uh, when my when my guests come on, I always like to ask them, you know, the different chapters they've been through in life, how it all started for you, and how you got to where you are. Sure thing. Yeah, I was uh, born in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Grew up in Wisconsin and Green Bay. My Green Bay Packer fan, and uh, nice. I've been a Minnesota resident for about 23 years of my life. So um, we uh, have done a lot of traveling. I've been to six continents so far, and uh, been around, uh, had a lot of jobs and all that stuff, and now I'm running for U.S. Congress, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, and t- tell us tell us about your career. Tell, tell us how you got into politics. Tell us what you were doing beforehand. Tell us all that good stuff. All right. So uh, after I got out of college, um, I did a, a number of jobs, but I, I worked with delinquent uh, youth, uh, some gangbangers, uh, for a few years at Ride Boys Ranch. I, then I went overseas to teach at a large private school uh, in Saipan, and then I came back. I was a I was a pastor continuing. I've been a an ordained minister now for many years. Um, after that, I went to the Philippines in 2004 through 11, and we were missionaries, and I taught English and a bunch of other stuff. How I got into politics is when we came back to Minnesota, um, uh, after a couple of years, I felt like I needed to get into politics. So I joined the city council, and I was the mayor pro tem for a couple of years just recently. And uh, I felt the urge to run for Congress uh, sometime about two years ago. Um, and so I've been kind of pursuing that ever since. This is my full, this is my first full-time cycle. I love it. I love it. And uh, who, what district are you running in in Minnesota? And are you, are you running against Omar? Uh, no, I wish I was. <laughs> Ilhan Omar needs to go. Uh, no, I'm running against uh, Colin Peterson in District 7. Oh, okay. He's been in, and he's been in since 91, so... He's been in that long, huh? Yes, way too long. Is he one? He's one. He sounds like one of those establishment poli- uh, You know, one of those um, career-long establishment politicians. Absolutely. In fact, uh, he is so comfortable and so lethargic. I'm surprised he's still in. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jesus. So, tell me this. Are you? Are does it look like you're the front runner in this district for the Republican Party? Are you the? Or do you have people in your primaries that you're going to be facing off against? I have some people that I'm going to be facing off against, but honestly, there's only two of them that are going to be any much uh, any bit of a challenge. Um, one of them has a fair amount of political experience. You cut. You cut that one has, again. All right. Uh, one of my competitors has some political experience. Uh, still cut, the other still one has cut, still cutting out. I don't, I don't know what's going on with the connection. Yeah, I don't either. My phone now is better. Uh, Be- better now. Better now. All right. 
So uh, one has uh, some political experience and the other one doesn't really. He just has an attitude. <laughs> so um, I really have effectively one uh, legitimate competitor in this race, and we'll see how it pans out uh, through the endorsing convention and then, of course, the primaries. And what's your district like? I mean, what, what, what's the demographic? I mean, what, what kind of voters are you going to be speaking to? I, I, obviously, there's a Democrat there right, right now, but does he, does he identify as a moderate or is he more of a hardcore lefty? Uh, he is the most moderate Democrat in Congress, and uh, he deals mostly with ag, so he has had a lot of farmer support over the last 30 years. Really? He's the most moderate in Congress, huh? Yes, sir. In fact, uh, he's partially pro-life. He's mostly pro-gun. Um, he, is, he is touting himself as a real conservative, but he'll vote for Pelosi as Speaker of the House. Uh, he'll vote for the Equality Act, uh, which would make it uh, unlawful to insult or speak against LGBTQIAABS. Um, so that's a big problem, too. So tell so tell me about um, tell me about this, this this whole there's a huge problem in Minnesota with isn't it the isn't it the Muslim capital isn't there like a and isn't it isn't there a huge problem with that there there like is in, in fact you're referring yeah well, what you're referring last, to last is probably read, correct me if, sorry sorry to interrupt but correct me if I'm wrong last time I read it's the highest population of Muslims in America. I can't confirm on that particular, but I can say that um, the Somali population is the largest in the world outside of Somalia, and they are almost completely Muslim. And that's in District 5, where Ilan Omar is. So there's that, and they vote. Yes, it's a big problem. In fact, uh, Islam is growing rapidly. I have some Islamic folks who live in my small town of about 5,000 people. And uh, one of them is uh, is quite uh, quite outspoken, shall we say? Now, where does your district cover? Does it cover Minneapolis, uh, or what? What areas exactly that you're going to be running? So, in? so basically, oh yeah, absolutely. We have the, as far as I know, it's the largest congressional district in America. It covers all wow. the western side of Minnesota. Wow. So it's 400 wow. miles, 400 miles from up north down south and it's about 100 or so miles east and west. It's a huge area to cover, 38 counties. What's the big what's the big city you have that you control? Well, we have uh Moorhead, we have Alexandria. Um those are some larger towns, but we don't really have any towns in the district that are say over 25,000 people. Okay. Um, it's a lot of it's a lot of rural, a lot of towns between five and fifteen thousand people. Right, right. So tell me, t- so you're you're very obviously involved now in politics. What are they? I mean, what, what are the voters saying about Omar around there? Because I can't honestly fathom or understand how she could win an honest election. But then again, you just told me there's a lot of Muslims in her district. So it would make sense, but do they still outdo all the whites and all all the conservatives? And I, I don't know. I mean, your thoughts? Well, I, I think one thing to remember is um, 
when we talk about Muslims, especially Somali Muslims, and then they have a Somali representative, uh, they have an they have an unusual loyalty that we don't find uh, elsewhere in Minnesota, like as, when it comes to blocks of voters. So she yeah. has a large percentage of them voting for her in District 5. So even though her approval rating is way down in the 20s, low 20s, um, she could still win a re-election in 2020 um, just because of that Muslim block. Do you think she will? I mean, is it in her favor right now, or are there a lot of people in Minnesota that will probably vote her out? I Unfortunately, uh, in her district, um, they can continue to vote her in again and again um, because uh, I fear that they may have the numbers at present, especially with illegal voting added into that. What what is what is the crime? I mean, is, is Minnesota dealing with a massive flow of all sorts of illegals, or mostly just Muslims? I mean, I know you guys are very liberal over there, especially the way yeah. uh, Minneapolis is ran. But y- your thoughts on that? Yeah, we we definitely have a problem now. The illegal immigration is probably, I would say, predominantly Hispanic. That would be the illegals because, of course, they're, yeah. you know, they're, we're bordering uh, Mexico and all the people from Central America that come up. Uh, we do have right. our fair share of other illegal immigrants, but it's mostly Hispanics that would be the illegal group, I believe. Uh, the other ones have, would have a harder time to get through. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that uh, in Minnesota, like you said, we're liberal, and there are actually people in the Minnesota legislature that want to give – driver's licenses to illegal immigrants and they try to pass this junk and the republicans thankfully have turned them down in the senate and so they've kind of put a blockade for them and you know there was a story out not too long ago coming out of minnesota that they were banning the pledge of allegiance uh in certain school districts there uh you recall that yeah in fact uh in St. Louis Park, I think it was in the cities, uh, the city council uh, initially just voted down doing the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. And then so I know that schools are not mandated to have it, and so some schools have opted out of even doing the Pledge of Allegiance daily or even at all. And so that uh, is, uh, is a problem. Of course, the Supreme Court made it so you can't force anyone to do the Pledge of Allegiance. You can't make them stand. You can't make them put their hand on their heart or anything like that, or you could get fired from your job if uh, they press it. Jesus Christ. And it, you know, it it really is uh, in these liberal areas, it's one thing after the other. I mean, they want to be as divisive as possible. And, you know, your city, you know, Minneapolis and that area, isn't it full of crime? It really has a lot of crime. Yes, it really does. Um, but that's true for most large cities that are over 200, 300,000 people. Run by liberals. Um, Mostly, here, here's what I've noticed. A lot of these cities run by liberals have really high crime. Run by conservatives, not not so much high crime. So I think it's a pattern, but go ahead. Sorry. Oh, it is absolutely a pattern. Uh, in fact, I saw a list not too long ago of the top uh, 20 cities in America that have lots of crime, and uh, 18 out of 20 were run by Democrats. 
and uh, there's a definitive pattern, absolutely. And, of course, to add insult to injury, in Minnesota, there are some factions that want basically to have um, a situation where we just let go of all restraint. They want sanctuary city status or sanctuary state status, um, and that those people that want that are growing and more and more, so that's a problem. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, it is. It, it really is, and, and it's, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a terrible epidemic. I mean, we're dealing, you know, I, I don't know about Minnesota, but a lot of these liberal cities I'm seeing lately, you know, I live in, I live in Phoenix, Arizona now. I've lived here for about seven years, but I'm originally from Seattle, and my home uh, city of Seattle doesn't even look uh, recognizable. I mean, there's tents everywhere, needles. A poop on the ground. Is is Minnesota, places in Minnesota like that? Uh, some. Uh, thankfully, not as bad, but it's getting there. I mean, uh, the transient uh, population in the cities, uh, I've seen them for many years because I used to live in Minneapolis. And uh, it's growing, but we don't have quite the problem like Los Angeles where there are thousands of people living in tents on the streets. We just have some of that, maybe in the hundreds. Yeah, the tent, the tents thing, and this is what I worry about. And I was thinking about this the other day when I was reading the headlines. Is that the, these situations with these tents in these cities controlled by liberals? It's just going to get worse and worse. It's just going to keep growing, and I, I really, uh, <laughs> I really worry because you know the futures of some of these beautiful cities. I mean. For instance, San Francisco, not even recognizable anymore. I mean, they're, they're, you, you can't even recognize it. Same with parts of L.A., same with parts of Seattle, same with all these different places. And, and I keep worrying and, and strongly wonder, if, you know, the more these liberals get power, the more this is going to happen. That's exactly why it's so important that we elect conservatives like myself into Congress and other places where we can – have an effective change because it's not going to go away. But I have hope. I think about uh, Giuliani uh, in New York City, how he cleaned up a bunch of that stuff. And, of course, now it's sliding backwards with the present mayor. But there's always hope, but we got to get those who are power-hungry out so they don't have their hands on power. Right. No, no, absolutely. No, 100%. I hear you. Uh, And it's it's really important that, um, you know, we, we take our country back. You know, we need, you know, true Americans in the office and, and supporting our president and supporting our traditional values. We've gotten so far away from, from America and, and what we stand for under Obama, and we're, we're getting back all our patriotism and, and all our values. You know, every day we have our president working for us, so we're getting it back more and more, and it's, pretty much almost back, but I just, you know, there's always that, um, that, uh, that troubling mindset of, you know, a Democrat getting back in power in like 2024 and something really bad happening. I mean, I really worry. We need to keep control of our country. We totally do. I mean, uh, the only way to take control of it, though, is to go through the processes that are already on the books, the processes that are already in place and, and make sure that good conservative people don't get lazy or lackadaisical. Yeah. We've got to show up 
in mass to the polls and make sure we show them, hey, this is this is our country. We're going to take control of it. We're going to make sure that we steer the ship in the right way. So that's why it's so and running, important. Running for, absolutely. And, and running for Congress where you are, what do you see as the three most important issues? Well, uh, we have this this whole voter um, fraud issue that's a, becoming a real big deal in uh, Minnesota. So, like, for example, um, uh, someone was talking to me recently, and uh, in 2016 there were two people who were registered to vote who were 168 years old. There were 219 people who were 120 years old, old or older, and just thousands of people that were that were voting, and we do not know who they are. Like, yeah, and more they than don't. Twenty thousand people. Yeah, and that's the problem. The dead, the, the, you know, the dead vote. It's real, and the left tries to laugh at us when we call them out for it. But it's real. Voter fraud and dead, dead people voting. It's been happening for years, and it totally goes. Uh, it, it people turn a blind eye, turn a blind eye to it so many, so many times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And so, I mean, two other things that we deal with here are the illegals or immigration, you know, that whole deal, and uh, just allowing people in different cities like St. Cloud and Minneapolis and a couple other cities. It's just being overrun with large amounts of immigrants. Like there's no, there's no control, there's no valve that kind of controls the flow, and they're overwhelming. They really are. Um, and we need to control what comes in. And of course, uh, the whole abortion thing is a, is a big deal in Minnesota, too. I mean, 300 babies per day are aborted. I mean, that's just a large number for just one state. And that's every day, every week, every year. It just continues. And we need to, in my view, uh, put a stop to that. Now, what are your thoughts about President Trump winning Minnesota in 2020? you think he has a, a good chance? Absolutely. In fact, I was talking to someone tonight about this, uh, a legislator, and uh, it's my opinion that if the Democrats continue to say crazy, extreme, socialistic things, uh, he has a 95% chance of winning, in my mind. And if they get even crazier, um, I think it's a locked-in deal. Yeah, especially if the Republicans show up and the independents and the conservatives show up in force, I think there's nothing that will stop his reelection. No, I agree. I agree with you. And um, so tell me, tell me what, what, uh, what you're doing on the campaign trail, uh, how I'm sure you've been heavily involved in talking to voters and what's on the, what's on the agenda for you guys. I have to do several things. Uh, so one of the things for the agenda is I have to visit 38 different counties repeatedly, and I have to go to these BPOU meetings, and I have to try to get a hold of the delegates and the alternates to make sure that they know that I'm the man, that they need to vote for me when it comes time, so I have a chance to get to the primaries and then face off with Colin Peterson. So I have endless events, um, endless phone calls. I have to raise $1.4 million in the next uh, six months or so, and uh, it's uh, it's a challenge, but uh, it can be done. Yeah, well, I'm rooting for you, and, and you know, I um, I really uh, I think I think it's great that you're running, and, and you're a pro-Trump guy, and uh, you, you want to yeah. bring back the, the Constitution to uh, 
your district. You want to you want to bring back real American values and and the, the mega agenda. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You know, and, and, uh, it uh, will not happen. Go ahead. It will not happen by accident. It's going to take it's going to take a good group of people that uh, not just join my team, but are are there supporting both in prayer and uh, voting and uh, lots of other ways. Absolutely. Uh, please tell everybody where they can uh, connect with you. Sure. Uh, they're welcome to call me on my number, 651-354-7749. I'll answer if I'm able to. If I'm in a meeting, I won't. Uh, my website is my first name, Jason, J-A-Y-E-S-U-N, the number four, uscongress.com. And there's information there, and uh, if they want more, I'll be glad to give them more. Absolutely. And, and your Twitter? Yep, I have a Twitter at JS the number four, U.S. Congress. Excellent. So Excellent. I, well, I welcome – oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I just welcome everyone to interact with me, direct message me, and uh, I'll answer any legitimate question. Absolutely. Well, Jason, uh, we really appreciate having you, and now I'll have you back again. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Have a great night. You too. Take care. All right. Bye. We'll be right back, everybody. Stay with us. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, Skyray Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at Skyray Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaysecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. 
To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind-the-scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. And we are back, the Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, the next N-E-X, Gen, G-E-N-U-S-A dot com. Also remember, starting October 6th, you will hear me on AM radio, very, very popular political station, reaches nationally. You'll hear, hear me in your car. It will reach millions of people. I'm very excited for that. Also remember, in about a month and a half, two months, I will be releasing the new 24-7 network. We're, we're raising a lot of money for it. Uh, a lot of notable people doing their own shows, big people, as well as uh, my good friend America's toughest sheriff, Joe Arpaio, and director of Jihad Watch, Robert Spencer, will be the main faces of the site. Uh, very excited. And, guys, as it gets closer, I will be announcing uh, details about that. I know there's a delay. It was supposed to be released about a month ago, but we've had some setbacks, but everything's under control. So, um, like I said, uh, I do apologize for that. But uh, a lot to get into. I want to um, – I'm going to get to Will Johnson and Topher Frank here in a second. Uh, Will Johnson and Topher Frank coming up in a second on the Rory Sauter Show. But first, I want to open the segment with this whole Justin Trudeau thing. You know, I'm not the guy that likes to go back 20 years and, and you know, I, I just – I don't like to judge someone on their past. I, I, don't, I don't like to – by the way, I have multiple points to this. So I'm not – and by the way, I'm not any fan of Trudeau, just to, just to set the record straight here. But going back to what I say, because I think it's a, it need, we need to play fair ground with both parties. And I've never been a fan of having stuff from people's past, you know, you know, come back. I mean, like, this is, what, this is what happens in D.C. They try to go dig up something from 20 to 30 years ago, and, and they, try to, they try to use it against, you know, one of our people or, you know, vice versa. But, but I, I, I can't um, – you know, we're always looking at people uh, to change. We're always looking at people in a new light. You know, it's like the, the saying is tomorrow is another day. You know, people, people have a path. I could go back right now, and I could probably find something in everybody's path and use it against them. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's a damn hypocrite. And it, it really is. I mean, it's a it's – a, it's one of those things where if you really wanted to use something against somebody from their past, you can't. 
You can't. I can find it on anybody, even somebody that has some, some of the best records. I could find it. I could find it. I think all you could, too. We really wanted to. And I think here, here's, here's my point is that what somebody's doing today is the present. I, I think, that, I think what, what happens today, I think that's what we should mainly focus on. I think, yes, I think there are, um, you know, certain situations from people's past that if it's really, really bad enough, it should affect them. But if it's something, you know, like, like brownface or blackface, back 20 years ago, this culture was not politically correct. You know, it was a different time. You know, people do stuff in their past, you know, at celebrations and different themes and different uh, events, and it, and it wasn't uh, a, a culture that was so sensitive. This is PC. I, I go back and forth. I don't think blackface and brownface is necessarily racist. I think it depends on the person's, uh, I, I, their intention. I think it depends on what the person actually means, you know, uh, what, what he means from it. Uh, I think there are parties, and I think there are gatherings, and I think there are events where people on both sides of the aisle have probably done, you know, things like this. And, you know, and as we evolve in time, as we go through different phases in life, there are new chapters set. There are new, there are new things that are either offensive or not offensive. Like 20 years ago, this was not offensive. Now, very offensive, according to most people. You know, and I'm a guy, I'm a guy of comedy, you know, and I'm seeing all these comedians getting ridiculed uh, from their past. You know, like the guy from Saturday Night Live getting fired for impersonating uh, an age, you know, the, I think it was, uh, he was impersonating Andrew Yang or something. But do you know how many people have impersonated other cultures on Saturday Night Live for the longest time, 20 years ago, they were doing it all the time. But since we live in a new culture, a new society, where everybody gets offended by everything and they want to cancel culture and they want to take away how we think, they want to take away how we speak, they want to take away everything we stand for. They want to be the thought police, which is not okay. But getting back to this Justin Trudeau thing, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where is it is it wrong in the sense that if it was a Republican, he'd be all over this. You know, he, he would be all over this. If this was a Republican doing this, just somebody like Justin Trudeau would comment, and it, it's total hypocrisy because he would say how wrong and racist the Republican is. But since it's him – since it's him, it's a double standard. It's, you know, making every excuse in the world. He, he said it was makeup. He tried to basically deflect, deflect, deflect as much as possible. And the liberals are trying to say, well, he apologized. It wasn't a sincere apology. He minimized. He went around it. He didn't, you know, handle it straight on like he should have. So that's where I have the problem. If you come out and say, you know, I, I, you know, quite frankly, in certain ways, why do, you, why do some people need to apologize? I mean, I can understand in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways why you need to, but some ways I'm just like, 
at that time, it's like, you know, and I'm not defending Justin Trudeau. This could have happened to anybody. A yearbook photo or anybody in a costume or on video could come out. This could come out. This is, this is for anybody. I just, I hate stuff from people's past as small as stuff like this. Like, if, it, if, you, if you sincerely raped somebody or you did something so bad from your past, then yes, it should be held against you and you should be, you know, uh, you, you should take account. You, you should absolutely uh, be fired and all this different consequences should be taken. But, like, we saw with, with, with the Brett Kavanaugh thing. Like, the smallest freaking things are enough to get him in a court in front of the, the, in front of people interrogating him from 30 years ago. But I, this is what I don't like. This is what I don't like. Liberals double standard. This is, this is where the big problem lies. If this was a Republican, they would call for the resignation. They, they, they wouldn't have a slide like Justin Trudeau gets. He's, he's, he's walking. I mean, he's walking free. This will die down in the media. And, and he'll, you know, he'll be fine. But if this, if this was a Republican, th- this would be all hell would break loose. Bloody murder, scream everywhere. It's what it is. It really is. And it's something that um, I think that we need to definitely uh, pay attention to and, and hold, hold accountable for this part. Not, you know, like I said, and I don't want to keep repeating myself, but the stuff from so long ago, unless it's really serious, I'm just like, are you got like, are you in high school? I mean, come on, are you guys really that childish and young? You guys want to make a headline about every single little thing somebody does from their past? Come on. Um, let me let me um, let me play this clip from Tucker real quick. Actually, no, it's not. I don't have time to play that clip, but I'm going to get everybody's thoughts right now. Um, but just the last thing I want to say, guys, I, you know, I think we need to obviously be very careful about what we want to make newsworthy and what we don't, what we really want to focus our minds on and what we really don't. I mean, is it, it, we need to, in a lot of ways, pick our battles from the really important stuff like this small petty stuff you know we have all these big problems going on and stuff like this in my strong opinion is a huge distraction this is what they do this is what the media does and it's not just the Trudeau thing it's all this different stuff that comes out that are distractions you know what so here I want to let's get let's start with um, Will Johnson popular talk show host activist Freedom fighter and patriot Will Johnson. Will, what are your thoughts on this whole Trudeau thing? Well, my opinion, um, the whole Trudeau thing is, dude is racist. I'm serious. Well, I, agree I mean, with that. you know the whole the whole original thing of I know you're saying like blackface. Today we should be able to move on and move forward, but you know what? The reason why they did it was to mock black people and to make it look like black people were dumb. And because they didn't want uh, to hire someone black to play the role, they would do the blackface so then someone white would act out completely stupid. Now, what people need to pay attention to is that these were Democrats. 
all the pitchers, and you just mentioned it, if it was a Republican, they would come unglued. But it's always been Democrats. Virginia, Trudeau, um, you know, just always been a Democrat that's been doing the black face. And it just shows that the Democrat Party or even just leftists throughout the planet, they are the true racist ones on the planet. And now they're trying to act like they're not racist. They're only pandering to people because they want to control them. And it's about control. So this blackface with Trudeau and the rest of them doing it, I mean, Hillary Clinton, I mean, so it's, it's all of them lumped up together. And they they're just getting caught in it, and because they supposedly want to help minorities and the Muslim community, where for Trudeau, where he's even invited ISIS to come to Canada to hang out with them, um, mm-hmm. they're they're doing it because they they want to control the masses, and they want people they're deceiving people to have people believe that they are for them. I mean, mm-hmm. you would think. That people were like, oh, wait a minute, you're, you did this then. And I, and I agree with you. You can't hold people for the past because look at it. tried to right. do Brett Kavanaugh. But you yeah. know what? It's the Democrats don't you agree, though? Hold- nope. But don't you agree, though? Depend, de- like there are situations where somebody does brown or blackface in the past, and depending on their intention, it's not always racist. If it's like a costume well, party you know, or something. I mean, some – Sometimes they did it for the for you know for depicting people in like a, a the black and white movies, or you know they did it. But but the whole the whole thing of it was that I it's still they did it for racist reasons. Then it right. wasn't. It well, was. Yeah. I don't. I don't know at one point where it wasn't. And it was. But but the thing is, it's always been Democrats that's been doing it. So it's it, it was racist then. They're still racist now. They're just deceiving people but i personally i don't know when it was not racist now if someone just did it to, like for halloween or something like that yeah, like now about. let me put it like this let me put it like this if 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 you would if you did it and you put it on i wouldn't think that it was racist to be honest with you because right. i've had conversations with you and i know who you are and i think you would do it to maybe like prove a point you know what i'm saying but the what but they did it because they were racist. Right. So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And it, like I said, it, it depends on the person's intentions. It depends on who the person, you know, I mean, it depends on who they are as a person. It depends on what, what their, you know, what their objective is when wearing it. I mean, what, what are they trying? Are they trying to copy a character or are they trying to do it for hateful reasons? Right. Um. But it's it's right. one of those things. Well, I, I you know I don't like the double standard though. You know if it was a Republican, I, I hate that. I hate the whole double standard. Yeah, liberals. You know, it, that's a, you're you're right, and that's exactly what it is. If it was a Republican, they would be they would they right now they have pitchforks, they would have the guillotine, and and they'd be trying to hang them. You know, so right. it, it is completely double standards, and because Trudeau is one of theirs. They're going to go completely yeah. soft on them. I mean, you heard about the idiot Ed Buck, right, in um, L.A.? Yeah. You heard oh, about yeah. him, right? Yep, so you have, there, there's, another prime, there's another prime example. You have Ed Buck in L.A. that was getting black people, uh, black males specifically, 
and taking him to his apartment, and then he was doping him up, probably having sex with him, don't know, but he was doping <laughs> him up, and actually some of them died. So yeah, it, yeah. there it is. He's a Democrat donor, and there it's the Plantation Democrats that's doing this. Plantation mindset. Yeah. Yeah, and then they they get a pass. They get a pass. So as long as they're Democrats, you can do all of these evil things, and they will give you a pass all day long until until too many people start screaming about it. Then they will act like they're doing something about it. Because I think it was the attorney general there in L.A., uh, or one of the prosecutors there in L.A., uh, where she was overseeing it, she didn't do anything after the first two deaths. So, because she's a Democrat too, she just looked the other way. Because he's been donating money to Hillary Clinton, to Jerry Brown, and and a whole bunch of other Democrats. As long as they're getting the money, it's like hush hush. And they're going to do the same thing here to Trudeau. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and this is this is what we're dealing with. Um, Will, what, what have you been working on lately? What's some of the latest stuff you're working on? Well, some of the latest stuff and the latest and greatest stuff that I've been working on is a broadcast. Um, I have a new broadcast called firepowernews.com, and you can you can view it there, and you can view it on band.video. It's band.video, and, I mean, it's growing crazy. And, you know, so that's, like, been the latest thing that I've been doing, band.video. And you can go there and you can click on my picture at the top and you can watch the live stream. And I've been absolutely blessed to have this new uh, broadcast. And it's it's Monday through Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central. Nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. Um any 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 pro any other things you're working on? Are you gonna be going anywhere? Anything new? Any any new events? Yeah, you know what? I'm actually gonna be making a trip this weekend, but I can't say what it is. I'm just gonna show up there, and and it's probably gonna cause a lot of problems. So right. I can't really say it publicly. But you know what? Next week when I come back. And after you see see what happens, you're probably gonna want me to come on, and I'll be more than like more than happy to come on and tell you about it. Nice. Well, yeah. I mean, I look. I definitely. Uh, I definitely look forward to it. Uh, I know you're working on a lot of great stuff right now, and uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of a lot of great uh, a lot of big stuff going on. Uh, black unemployment just hit another record low. I mean, the black community is in the best they've ever been. They really have. It's uh, oh, yeah. really absolutely. a beautiful thing then, to watch. You know what? Yeah, absolutely. And then you have the leftists. They're constantly saying it's a lie. It's not It's not true. It's not true. And I love going on Trump's Twitter. And I put on there, I put a little comment saying there's more black people supporting President Trump this year than there were yeah. last year. And last year it was 36%. And they come out the woodworks just calling me all kind of hateful names when I say that. And then I'll post a link to USA Today of all places that showed it was 36% last year. And they and they and they don't know what to say. They're just kind of like dumbfounded. And they said, "Well, that's not that's not an accurate number." And I said, "You're right because the number is higher." Right. And they can't stand it. They're losing control. That's why they're trying to do this whole impeachment. And and this and this weekend, let me say this. This weekend or not this weekend, but tomorrow 
you know, they're organizing this whole climate thing for all the students to walk out. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. So, you know, the kids, the kids are just taking the opportunity to get out of the classroom. That's how they're looking at it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and you know, it's, we're dealing with all these backward ideology from the left. I mean, we're dealing with, you know, everything communism, every, everything to have control over the people. I mean, this is, this is who they are. This is, this is sad stuff. Um, Will, you still have um, UniteAmericaFirst.com, right? Yeah, that's correct. So during the day, I do my daily broadcast, and that's UniteAmericaFirst.com. And in the evening, I do Band.video. Okay. Very cool. Which Very is cool. FirepowerNews.com. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Will, stay with us if you can. We've got another about 20 minutes left in the show. Uh, if not, uh, I'll definitely get you back here. Uh, soon, and I, I, you know, next time I get you on, we've just been running late on the show tonight, but next time I get you no, on, I definitely no want problem, to have you on. No probably... problem, no problem. No, Roy, you're good. I've been missing you quite often here. I've been so busy myself, so I'm going to go ahead and get off, and I'm going to join you uh, next week. All right, sounds good, my friend. Well, God bless you. Uh, we always love you on the show, and um, keep keep doing what you're doing. Will do. Take care. Bye. All right. Let's go to Mike Peters in New York. Mike Peters, go ahead. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Rory, about about the thing with the blackface, but also I agree with the other gentleman that uh, back then the main target was they were using it as to attack and make fun of the blacks. But also there were there were many cases during vaudeville. There were many cases during vaudeville where they couldn't find they couldn't find people to sing and couldn't find people. No, I want to say real quick. I just want to say real quick. Um, sorry, sorry. There's just like a, a, a diff- back and forth. It's, it's something's wrong with the the uh, my mic. But uh, what I was gonna say is, I corrected myself saying, depending on how these people, what their intention is. If it's like a costume party and they're not using yes. it in a hateful way, but I get I get where they're coming. You're coming from, and he's coming from with the the racism stuff, where the, how they used it back in the day. But keep going. Sorry. If somebody's making fun of Al Jolson doing Manny. Or something like that from back in those days, and you're portraying Al Jolson from the old movies or something, and you're not doing it in a racist way. And and you know whether someone's doing Errol Flynn or any of the old actors or something, I'm I'm not going to take it the wrong way. But uh, but back in a lot of those times when they had vaudeville and everything else, they were looking for people that could sing, people that were acting and everything else, and they wouldn't even bother looking far. They looked for people that were part of the good old boy clique that were union or whatever, and they just say, "Here, you're going to go blackface and you're going to do this and." And they'd roll with it because it was accepted. And to a lot of the, the racist the people back then, it was it was even funny. It made it even funnier because look at this: a white guy making fun of a black guy dressing up like him. This is hysterical. To them, it was. And uh, to us now, we look at it differently. So yeah, but Trudeau, I mean, he probably never envisioned when he did that that he would ever end up in office or in any position uh, where it would come back and ha- haunt him. And that's how it is with a lot of people. When we all make mistakes when we're younger, I agree with you on that point. And uh, they shouldn't go digging like that unless it's something like the guy was a pervert when he was 12 years old or 10 years old, and and he was it was something psychologically wrong with the guy. Yeah, that's different. But we all did crazy stuff when we were kids. So, yeah. you know, and but that's how they do it. They want to destroy you by digging up whatever they can on you. you know, no, I hear you. Just, just. It's how it is. It's a shame. I mean, but 
that's that's how they are. I mean, they, they a couple of people asked me, they said, why don't you run for office? Are you kidding me? Do you know what they do to me? It doesn't matter if you're a historian or anything else, because my main focus and main interest is World War II. Do you know, have any idea what they would do to me? They'd destroy me. And they'd have fun doing it. Because that's how the machine is set up. So I could never run for office. No, no I hear that's, you. That's, that's life. Well, I always love your insight. You, you always um, you always speak well and, and uh, you know, know, know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but, I, man, I'd love to see it, Rob. I think he'd be great. Uh, I, I, first thing I do is I get up there, I put on a spike helmet and really freak him out. But they don't have a sense of humor, <laughs> so that wouldn't go over either. Anyways, thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. Uh, Sam Tully, go ahead. Yeah, Roy. I, uh, let me see if I can tie this all together. I was firmly against the removal of statues, of all these Confederate statues and stuff like this, but not for the same reason that many people are today. Uh, my reason, I didn't want to remove because whatever the history is, the good, bad, or the ugly, I want it to stay there. I want people to know how people thought then and what people did or who these people were. Uh, it's just because we, I grew up in, a, in an era where I was led to believe that the Klan, the Jim Crow, and all this stuff was the machinations of the Republican Party when in reality it was a machinations of the Democratic Party because they removed this history from the books or they never put it in the books and many of the Republicans didn't have the foresight to defend themselves in their history and the Democrats and many of the media shot all that stuff out there. So it took me digging on my own, you know, and that was during the latter part of the Reagan administration because I said, golly, this guy talks about a lot of stuff that I agree with, but I'm supposed to hate him. But once I started doing the research, I started seeing how everything was twisted and turned around. And so I had to find out the hard way before the big wake project that we got going on now what the real history was. And now with the removal of a lot of these statues, it it sets up these Democrats in these same areas to lie and say this stuff never happened. Just like you have a lot of uh, people talk about the Holocaust never happened. These are reasons why historical stuff I want to keep in the forefront. Now, I can't judge Mr. Trudeau's heart. I don't know what the heck he was doing. And like many of us, I was a complete zip fool when I was young. But now I'm also old enough to realize that the first movie that was ever played in the house, excuse me, in the White House was Birth of a Nation, which was that Klan movie where they had a bunch of white folks in blackface portraying themselves as, as, as black savages trying to rape white women. So, you know, for the most part, and I'll tell you, for black people in general, the visualization of a white person in blackface is, is like the N-word uh, being pictured to you. Now, I'm for one, I'm not one of these black people that, you know, how you have some that they they look at the N-word as being affectionate, something that they can say amongst each other, but they don't want white folks saying it because they're offended. I think it's offensive, period. And I don't make any... Uh, equivocation or, or any change or anything that I find offensive or that I believe is inherently offensive. So, yeah, it's like this other gentleman said, Trudeau didn't know what, what he was going to end up being a prime minister uh, when he was doing that stuff. And whatever his 
thought process was or or who knows what what's his name Nathan or whatever the guy in Virginia was thinking or anybody else that did half the stupid stuff they did or half the stupid stuff I did or any of us have done but um I I believe history needs to be known and I believe everybody should have a firm uh grasp of it and that way you don't lose uh what was really was, and you can understand better what is now, and you will be able to uh, hopefully be mature enough to to weigh the difference. Now, the one thing I do totally agree with you on is the fact that conservatives would have never given getting a break because because if you think about this Kavanaugh thing, what would it take for somebody to push his private part into somebody's hand? Either this guy was ten feet long. Or somebody sitting on top of him. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous, the whole premise on that thing to be put in the news over the weekend. But people ran with it without thinking the thing through. And so, sure, if, if Trudeau was a, was a conservative or a, or, or a Republican, you know, this would be blasted everywhere. He would have to climb up under a rock. And Democrats, Democrats always get... Uh, the benefit of the doubt all the time because that's the way our system is set up these days. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, let's go to David Weichel. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I'm not going to take up too much time, uh, Rory. Um, Real grateful to have had this opportunity to come on here again, uh, talk about these important things, you know, talk about the cultural war, talk about um, the political battles that are being waged in Washington right now um, against our rights. And, you know, this this whole thing with Trudeau, you know, it's been said before, I'll say it again real quick. Um, the reason why he's getting away with it is because of his political alignment. Uh, if he was uh, a Canadian conservative, he would be Rick Tipticles. I mean, this is the guy who jokingly at a college uh, corrected someone who said the word, who said, was talking about mankind, and he said, no, no, we prefer people kind. Dude, and he said that was a yeah. joke. But um, he's getting a pass because of that, because he's he's part of the Liberal Party in Canada. Um He's got uh, the right political pedigree because his uh, father was uh, prime minister at one point in time, decades ago. And uh, it just kind of shows the system favors certain people. You know, there are yeah. certain people and, that are always going to get a plan, um because of their you know alignment what, with certain groups. And you know what bothers me? For the longest time, For the longest time, you had all these comedy skits dressing up in brown and black face. And, not, and for so many years, you know, like I was saying earlier, I mean, it's like for so many years this was happening and it wasn't even headline news. Nobody even cared. But all of a sudden, 20, you know, today people are like, it's, I, I get, I get the fact that where it started and, and how it, how it was used originally and how, how wrong that is. But I also am wondering why it was ignored during comedy skits and why it's, it's like the hypocrisy. It, it's, it's, it's a little, and, and I, I also said, depends on the person's intention, like going to a costume party or Halloween or something, that's different. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I wonder certain things, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, someone who I think uh, can really hit on things that, that hasn't had the chance to speak yet is Matt Wobble. So, um, I gotta get it. yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah. And I, you know, I, I was, I was planning, I, I need to get to him. Uh, we've had so many different people on the line tonight. Uh, but no, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, and, and do you have any other thoughts on this, on this whole Trudeau thing? No, um, nothing at all. Okay. Um, Matt White, Matt Wobble, I'll go to you. Go ahead. How much time I got? We running it out in the last three minutes, two minutes? Yeah, I got a few more people on the on the panel. Just I need to I need to get to, but um, and and I really I've had I I have like probably fifteen people on the line right now calling in. So I apologize to everybody I haven't got to tonight. There's a lot of people on, so I'm sorry. Uh, you know the shows always get packed. So any any inconvenience I've caused anybody, any inconvenience, I'm sorry. Go ahead though. Okay. So so give me about three and a half minutes. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, go ahead. Good. The first thing I wanted to say is identity politics, and every time I hear us, we, them, they, just makes me sick. We're all Americans. We all need to be thinking is we're all Americans, and beyond that, we're all humans. Every single human being has the natural, basic, inalienable human right for an effective self-defense against tyranny and all lesser threats. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're in a North Korean political prison camp, you still have that natural right. Now, legitimate governments are going to respect that. Illegitimate governments are going to infringe on that. All that does is state whether they're legitimate or not. When a uh, circuit court judge says XYZ is okay, and we know for a fact that it's an infringement on our Second Amendment rights, what he doesn't say is that he's restricted gun rights. What he's done is scream out loud, please tar and feather me and impeach me tomorrow morning. That's all he's actually done, because he hasn't actually done anything other than infringe on our natural rights. I want to talk really quick for just a brief second. Small minds discuss people. Average minds discuss events. Great minds discuss ideas. I named my uh, fourth son, my seventh child, Benjamin Franklin, because I really love the guy. Benjamin Franklin's awesome character. Lots of wisdom there. And uh, he, had a, he had a lot of really good quotes. Um, in wine, there is wisdom. In beer, there is liberty. In water, there is bacteria. He just had a great sense of humor. Um, but, uh, but real briefly, um, I, one thing that David mentioned earlier was why is it that the assistance to confirm Judge Kavanaugh was seen as a conservative value? I mean, we weren't talking about Judge Andrew Napolitano. I mean, right. this is a guy that helped write the Patriot Act. So yeah. uh, what's crazy is we have people we have people that treat politics like it's a football game. And, and this is yeah. crazy. It's not a football game. Uh, there are things, although a lot deeper than left versus right. It's tyranny versus liberty. It's statism versus freedom. And the crazy thing is if they can keep us focused on the game, then – they keep us away from the true threats, and the true threats are to big things. Um, it, it's it's not to a pro-Trump or a pro-MAGA agenda or, or an anti-gun agenda or whatever. Where both sides are being played, being played like crazy. Um, right. It ought to be more 
liberty-minded, free market, founders' values, because that's really what we're about. And the last thing I'll be real quick is I want to point out that you only have one natural right, just one. I'll call it liberty. But you have liberty in the form of past, present, and future, okay? Your liberty passed. The way you spent your liberty in the past, you earned money. You were productive. Right. You now have property, okay? So this is where property rights actually evolved from the right to liberty. Your, yeah. your future liberty is your life. And so we have life, liberty, and property, and we really need to keep it in that order. We need to keep it in Absolutely. the order that it's in, and that is we need to defend life first and then liberty and then property. While property rights are important, your life is more important, and that's why I would say we need a bunch of people that are like the Rosa Parks of that era to actually yep. open carry in Walmart everywhere Walmart says they don't want you to and everywhere that it is still legal yep. in legal states to open carry. Well, I agree. No, I agree it. with you. I I 100% agree, Matt. And I, Matt, I definitely want to get you back on here, uh, talk a lot more. Um, I, I got to get a couple more people on the panel, but I definitely want to yep. bring you back next week. But let's have you on for a lot longer. I'm sorry about tonight. There's been so many people on the line. Um, my apologies, but but thank you. Um, and it's I will, it's I will already Friday out. out here on the uh, it's already Friday out here on the East Coast, so I'm going to go ahead and say good morning and have a great day. I love I love it, buddy. Um, absolutely. Stay with us for a second because I will get everybody in closing uh, so they can give out their information, whether people can connect with them and all that good stuff. So stay with us, Matt. Sounds good. All righty. Let me go to – I do want to introduce to the show. I know we only have a few minutes, and I'm going to get him back, but comedian, actor, and political junkie, Topher Frank. Topher, how are you? Topher, are you there? Topher. Hello? Topher Frank, are you there? Uh, Eddie, are you there? Sean Hannity. Eddie, go ahead. Weird. I'll try one more time. Topher Frank, are you there? No, no Topher. Alrighty, let's go to let's see here. No, I let me see. Alright, we have only have a few minutes left. We gotta do some closings. I, I do want to announce real quick, everybody. Uh this whole crazy situation with um, the Democratic donor, uh, Ed Buck, it's a, it's a mind-blowing situation. Very sick stuff. Very sick. Uh, you have this guy that had, you know, all these different men over to his place, probably guilty of – I think he's guilty of at least – you know, he's, he's responsible for at least three men dying. I mean, there's been three men that died in his apartment. Uh, he's had all the, all these different, you know, there, there's so many, there's his past is crazy. This guy's nuts. Uh, he's, he's had somewhat of, of, of crimes in the past and he's always been a shady character and he's been a donor to Obama and Hillary for the longest time. And it just proves that 
people like that get away with so much, with so much, and they do so much damage, and they cause so much of a disruption. And not all of them always get caught, but some of them do. But when they do, eventually, it's like the damage is done. They've done so much harm to these communities and to these people, and they've abused their power and used it in all the wrong ways. And I'm reading this story about Ed Buck and what he's doing to these African-American men, and it's the same as plantation mindset. I mean, what, what he's doing, it, it, that's what it reminds me of. White Democrats that own plantations. The way, the way he acted, the way he came off, the way he, you know, he's not even remorseful. The guy is blaming, I mean, the guy's blaming other people and not even taking accountability. It's ridiculous. Um, Sam, I'll go to you. Uh, obviously, I'll let you give some thoughts about the Ed Buck thing and then uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Well, the Ed Buck thing, they should have locked this guy up two years ago. But then again, he's a Democrat. He has a lot of money, and he pays politicians. So, right. So enough said. You can reach me at Samuel Tolley, T-O-L-L-E-Y, on Facebook, Twitter, or my YouTube channel. All right. He sounds good. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Good night. Let's go to David. Um, hi, Rory. David, um, can... So you can look me up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook um, by looking for Weichel for Senate. That's W-E-I-K-L-E-F-O-R-S-E-N-A-T-E. Excellent, excellent. Uh, let's go to Matt. Tell everybody where they can connect with you. Rock on. I love Facebook. Uh, the last name ought to be a password because it's so hard to spell. Think uh, waffle like Waffle House, but put a V instead of two Fs. It's W-A-V-L-E or Whiskey Alpha Victor Lima Echo for my fellow Marines out there. So it's Matt Wobble, W-A-V-L-E, on Facebook. Best way to reach me. Also, Liberty NSC, as in Liberty in South Carolina. also work with a group called South Carolina Carry. SC Carry, um, that's a membership group. You're going to pay for that. And also a group called Constitutional Carry South Carolina. We're promoting Perfect. Constitutional Perfect. Carry South Carolina. And last, thing, and last thing is my number. I want everybody to feel free to pick up the phone and call me or text me at any time. Anytime. The number is 864-551-9097. That's 864-551-9097. Excellent. Well, I appreciate it, Matt, and we'll get you back on Monday. I definitely want to talk to you quite a bit. Definitely a lot to go over. Um, I definitely love your insight, so thank you. Appreciate it. All righty. It's, um, it's been an amazing show tonight. Uh, I will be, and I, I believe he's on the line, and I just want to say right now, I will bring on Richard Hansen, who's uh, running for mayor in San Diego as a Republican. I will bring him on Monday, and we will talk to him. Um, I didn't get a chance to get to him tonight. We had a, we were going to have a long discussion uh, with him, as well as I didn't get to Topher Frank either. I called on Topher Frank about 15 minutes ago, and he wasn't there. Um, 
but I will definitely get Tober Frank on early next week, and we will talk with him quite a bit. Um, I, I do apologize to everybody that I didn't get to tonight. Uh, sometimes I only answer select calls. I don't answer everybody. Sometimes I'll have 15 people on the line just randomly, uh, and usually I'll sometimes I'll answer random calls. But usually it's only the people that I know are calling in and assigned. Um, but obviously I know there's some people that um, didn't get enough time to talk tonight, and I will make that up to you. I promise. I'm sorry about that. Guys, it's been quite the week, another week in the books of the Rory Satter Show. Um, I love you all. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Like always, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my audience, and sponsors. The show is incredible. Uh, I love you all. Have a great night, and I will see you all Monday. Much love. God bless. Cheers, everybody.